When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation... Did we miss the flight? No, you just made it. Yeah! They forgot one small thing. Have yourself... I have a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Kevin! Ah! Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus. And it's Elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Mark. I'm gonna kill that kid! Why'd you take your shoes off? Why do you dress like a chicken? Yesterday, he was just a kid. Ah! But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up, or you're thirsty for more? From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. Ah! Home Alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Hello, and welcome back to a December episode of Franchise Fanatics. Hi, welcome back to season two. I am one of your hosts, Cody Lindley, and we're so glad you're back. And I'm the other host who you already heard from. My name is Ryan. My last name is Katmeyer. If you need me to spell it, send me an email. And your middle name, sir? Daniel. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Um, But today we're going to be... Getting into the holiday spirit by discussing one of our favorite holiday films and franchises, Home Alone. I made my family disappear. And with us to discuss Home Alone with a Christmassy background on our Zoom is Christine Wines. Hello. And we're on a Google Meet, by the way. You're right. You're right. I don't want to get you guys copyright or you have to pay for Zoom. So I appreciate the budget savvy podcasting. Absolutely. Um, Christine, any, um, what do we call those things? Like most likely to, or like superlatives? She's a superlative. Any superlatives you want to throw out? Oh, for myself? Yeah. I don't know. Cool girl. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Very neurotic in private, but amenable in public. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Um, Pleased to be here. A thrill. Thrill. Um, yeah. So we're discussing Home Alone. Um, mm-hmm. I watch Familiar. it every year, but I did watch it just two days ago to make sure that I wasn't just relying purely on memory. But before we start talking about the movie, we got to talk about we're coming in strong season two with the fake sponsors. <laughs> Ryan, who's our sponsor for this episode? All right, Johnny. But what about my money? Today, we are sponsored by Reconstructive head surgery. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we got to get we got to I have a GoFundMe up. Uh you can you can get to it through our Instagram. We're trying to get Joe Pesci, okay. the top of Joe Pesci's head back together. Ooh, you know, poor guy cool. looks like a chicken. He uh he got his hand, he's got an M branded into his hand now and everything. So, let's get that let's get that dome back up and running. I love it. I love it. Uh Christine, any mm-hmm. sponsors for today's episode? Um, yeah, the sponsors are the Tater Gators. They're the Chip Frito Lay brand. They actually, through the marketing push for this film, uh, 
unfortunately did go belly up because of the money invested. Um, they started in 1980. And then I looked this up uh, there in the film. So I'm trying to bring back Frito-Lay's Tater Gators. They were the spiciest chip on the market in the 80s. So want to bring it back. Give uh, Takis a run for their money. I love that. I, and yeah. my sponsor for today's episode is everyone's favorite hot and ready pizza, Little Nero's. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> Love them. Love them. He always knocks over that little statue and it gets me every time. It's hilarious how he's causing property damage. I love it. He's a very reckless driver. He is just like, if if he doesn't deliver that pizza, was it is it 20 or 30 minutes where it's free? For, I think it's 20 minutes or less in the movie. Boy, I tell you, it's going to, he's going to be destitute, it seems. Do you think that this pizza delivery man was smoking some jazz cigarettes, so to speak? Maybe he was not all there whilst delivering? Absolutely. Yeah, I hope sense. so for this his sake. <laughs> yeah, a little lightness in the Chicago in the suburb. Season. Little Nero's pizza driver in around Christmas time. He is absolutely baked. Um, zooted, zooted. Did I burn down the joint? I don't think so. This actually leads into my initial thoughts of the film pretty well. I Ooh. I just really love. <laughs> that's our new season two thing. I when love I say the, the bits, title of yeah. the next uh, thing. Ryan makes an <laughs> creating tradition. <laughs> But um, I love how detailed it is. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you watch this movie and it's just fun and you love it. But then when you go back and watch it, you're like such a tightly written movie. Like, so it's always on a list or at least I feel like in college it was on lists of like movies you think have plot holes that don't really like how could they forget Kevin? And there's so many small things like, you know, his ticket gets thrown away because milk gets spilled on it. Mm -hmm. The power goes out like so many specific things. The neighbor kid comes over like it's just so detail oriented. And you don't even have to make really a leap in logic. We were pulling that it. when we watched it. We, I was like, the garage door's open. And then like 10 minutes later, the dad kept, uh, what's the dad's name in the movie? John Hurd. It's John Hurd, <laughs> but what's his character's name? I can't, is it just mom and dad? Peter. Peter and Kate. Peter. But he's like, they're like, oh, I forgot something. And he goes, oh, I left the garage door open. And then I'm like, why are, did he get all his mannequins when he's having like the fake party? like okay they've shown a, a sewing machine in the basement and then there's like the mom must have been a seamstress or sewing clothes it's like they really do call back like a lot of visual cues too which i was like i've never watched it from this lens so i did enjoy that as well i'm glad you did any other You're initial welcome. thoughts uh wines um i was i was also gonna consider to like do from memory but i didn't feel that that was respectful to you as host so we watched it last night and it was fun to kind of just sit and watch because I think the last time I saw it was like four years ago. And it's just such a sweet movie. They have a lot of recurring bits. I mean, what's his face? Macaulay Culkin can really he can really scream with the best of them. A real Tim Robinson, some would say. <laughs> so I enjoyed the recurring like screams. And I don't know. It's just like a wholesome movie and also incredibly cruel to this young child. Um the parents, the family, when he just spills something, they're so mean. They call him like a jerk, a disease, like an adult calls him a jerk. And to, it's just so mean. And then the robbers, the wet bandits are like, yeah, let's go rob this house with this with this kid. And now let's just break his fingers. It's like this is incredibly terrifying <laughs> that it's just so joyful that you forget about that. Yeah. I also love a real, real quick small moment is like. <laughs> 
just how good like Macaulay is as Kevin. Like the way he says things are great. Like I I remember at the very end with uh, the grocery when he's like they're like oh we don't even have groceries. He's like I got the milk, the eggs, and the and the laundry detergent or whatever. And, like the way he says it is so cute and so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got the milk, eggs, and fabric softener. <laughs> what else it. do you do, Kevin? Oh, just <laughs> hung around and then huge laugh. <laughs> yeah, great also, laugh. In this world, are we supposed to assume, and I am asking this to both of you, Ryan, I, w- mm-hmm. I want to know your initial thoughts so bad, but I, do I, I don't. You're done, Ryan. Go ahead. <laughs> is, um, is, does, do his parents ever know that he, like in the first movie, do they ever know he stopped these robberies? Like, he never mentions it. They, he's a hero in the next movie, but they aren't like, you did it again, Kevin. <laughs> like, it seems like his parents have no concept that he went through this. Well, they definitely know that he uh, trashed Buzz's room. That not that the final line? Yeah. He's like, Kevin, what did you do to my room? <laughs> I think, but I, you'll notice. So I'm watching another series or another. I'm watching multiple series, but I'm watching Broadchurch for the first time, which is a lovely sh- series. But in the in the series, somebody's being. Um, on trial for murder and one of the witnesses basically saw something and didn't report it for like eight months. She's like, yeah, I just didn't want to get involved. And it seems like the same thing happened. The old man just takes him from the house that's flooded, takes him across the street to Kevin's house. And it's like, yep, you're not going to get involved with the police. You're just going to clean up your house. Cause the house is clean in the morning when they all arrive. Like, mm-hmm. Like there's no paint, there's no like freaking lube and chicken feathers anywhere. It's like it's it's all cleaned up. So I don't think they know about the extent of harassment and assault he committed. So I think just Buzz's room, Ryan's right. And the tarantula is questionably he might be in Indiana. We don't know. <laughs> run away they'll, they'll figure out run once run all away. the tar that was in the basement is uh <laughs> is no longer there yeah <laughs> ryan give us those initial thoughts yeah we want to I, know the people want to know the people want to know the people not being christine uh <laughs> no, no i mean i i still love this movie to this day i've probably this is maybe the movie i've seen more than like anything else in my life just because it's a movie i've been watching at least once a year since i was Probably five. Uh, you know, I was also a kid in the suburbs, so I always loved John Hughes movies. You know, I, I, you know, I didn't grow up in the suburb. This took place, for the record. Uh, I very much did not. But, you know, it's always cool having, like, that little touch of Chicago. You know, I've walked through the uh, mm-hmm. terminals of O'Hare a bunch as a kid and everything, so that's always fun. Yeah, this movie's great. Um, it, it's definitely wild. It is interesting to think about, like, how there isn't a lot of, like, logic flaws to some extent, like the details you're talking about, but then everything else about it makes no sense to, to a large extent. And I'm so like, I don't know. I don't give a shit. It's a kid's movie. It's fun. Uh, I love the moment where he starts to put up the traps where he like lays out the, uh, the uh-huh. blueprint of the house and like decides yeah. what he's going to do that like quick montage. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Everything about this movie is just great. Uh, I always enjoy watching sits, it year after year. He sits down to have that Mac and cheese mm-hmm. and right. Yeah. He's about to take a break. Uh oh! Get to have dinner. <laughs> They're here. Doesn't get to have dinner. Um, that's like it calls back really well, but that's the one thing where it's like, how did he? 
if I had two months to set up that party, any of those pranks, I could not do it. He did it in like two hours. Like, I mean, considering the sun probably went down at like 430 that day, he maybe had like three or four hours. But like, no way could I, an adult, have set up (laughs) any of that, like even figured that out. Not a chance. It's crazy. But you have to forgive. And I think people who actually find that an egregious plot hole, like I'll see it BuzzFeed. Plot holes in Home Alone. It's like, get over yourself. Yeah. It's a fiction movie. <laughs> it's a fiction. <laughs> it's a fiction. It was also written for like 12 year olds. Like, just it just yeah. enjoy it. Like, also, I, I dare you to show me a Christmas movie that doesn't have plot holes. I dare you. I, I dare you. Okay. BuzzFeed. Challenge. Come Cody. to me, BuzzFeed. <laughs> Find Ryan's address and show him a Christmas movie with no plot holes. Yeah. Audience. That's tough. Um, I will say, wasn't it this movie um, written and directed for Macaulay? Because they met on Uncle Buck, right? Yeah. Is where he met Macaulay and just really loved him, loved working with him. He, like, I, I don't know. He seems like he's getting his life in order. I know that, like, it used to be a big joke, like, because he was, you know, kind of a child, like, the type of child star you'd expect. But, mm-hmm. yeah, um, he was such a good child actor. Um, and I just saw that he got a Hollywood uh Star of Fame, mm-hmm. and I really loved that. I was like, "Good for you, man! Good for you!" Yeah, he seems to be he seems to be doing all right. I think a lot of like the issues, like I think he was just kind of like weird and everything. But I think the issues that came about from his like childhood stardom were that his parents were like taking all of his money and everything. Like I don't know if he ever really like gotten to anything too sorted. Um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but I feel, I feel like it was just like bad familial relationships for a while. Yeah. He got emancipated. Um, cause the Culkin, there's like five, four or five Culkin brothers. Cause Kieran's in this and man, when the iconic Pepsi and like the raised <laughs> eyebrows, oh, yeah. I was like, God, he's so funny. Um, and they really ham it up for him, but he got emancipated it was all like money thing. I can't remember. He was in like a couple of movies when he was like in his 20s, like Saved is a fantastic movie he's in. Mm-hmm. There's another one called like Party, uh, God, Party Monster, a, right? Party Monster, which I haven't seen or something. Yeah, but people really like it. But he's kind of been under the radar and he was with Mila Kunis for like 10 years and he's been with Brenda Song for like 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Brenda Song of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. But he's like, he seems like a really nice guy um, who's just like kind of, he was in between young enough not to be like of the River Phoenix era and then. Yeah. But old enough not to be like just terribly mistreated because he went on to Richie Rich, one of the best. God, mm-hmm. I love Richie Rich. But golly. Yeah. He seems like a good guy now. I don't know. He's rich. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Probably got a great life. He was just on Celebrity Jeopardy and he he did well and he seems like he's. Hanging out. He's got his little uh, cover band that he like plays small gigs with. Him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he seems, he seems to be doing that. all right. I don't know why I thought he had like a drug problem when he was younger. I probably just have. assume I don't know. everyone I don't know. either. <laughs> uh, I don't want to speak out of turn Which about is, that, but I don't know. Well, also, I'm just glad that if his life was rough or not, he seems to be doing great now. Yeah, he's yeah I'd cool. love to talk about Kevin McAllister now instead of Macaulay. A lot Kevin! about Macaulay. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> we're going to go down to some character breakdowns. Obviously, we talked a lot about Kevin, so I'll keep that one relatively short for me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just your iconic mischievous kid who then just takes matters in his own hands. He's very mature for his age. And again, like we said, Macaulay just crushes that role. 
He's so good. And Uncle Buck, is that before? Yeah, it was. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Because uh, I know the scene that inspired this movie, if we want to go down that. Oh, I yeah, don't, please, please. I do. honestly don't think I've seen Uncle Buck in one sitting. I think I've seen like halves of it at, at a time. But do the parents die in Uncle Buck? Is it like a Manchester by the Sea situation? <laughs> what a great <laughs> parallel film. No, so so what happens is the mom's father has a heart attack, and so the parents oh. have to go to Indianapolis to like be right. with them and like their kids. It's like the school year and stuff, so they don't want to like pull their kids out and everything. So uh, they like can't find a neighbor or anybody watch it. And then John Candy, who's like a a lifelong bachelor, comes and stays with them for a little while. Right. Okay, I remember now. But was it? It was the kitchen scene. I do recall. It's like they're like having fun in the kitchen, right? Yeah, there's a there's a few kitchen scenes. Is it know. the kids or is What's it the the Buck and uh, Lori Metcalf that you're referring to? No, the, with Buck and the kids, because that's when they liked Macaulay, and then they're like, "He's a star. He's a star." Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> that scene where uh, John Candy's making pancakes, and he has to flip with a shovel, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fun. That's, that's a good set design. And Ryan, you're saying that's the scene that inspired Home Alone? No, that's not. I was just referring to this being the scene that uh, Christine was mentioning. But the scene that inspired this movie, so there, uh, so it, it, God, we're talking about Uncle Buck so much, but it's a great movie. Uh, so there's a scene where Uncle Buck has to go basically like find the oldest daughter and his girlfriend comes to stay with them and she like knocks on the door and Macaulay Culkin opens the mail slot and he's like, who is it? And she's like, you know, I'm Buck's friend, whatever. And he's like, give me your ID. So she like slides her through <laughs> the mail slot and everything. So that scene in particular uh, inspired the idea for Home Alone, or at least him being in it, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. I was reading the Wikipedia and John Hughes or whoever's a part of it. I think of John Hughes because John Hughes wrote it. Christopher Columbus directed, mm-hmm. which this reminded me while watching again a lot of Harry Potter because it's got Chris Columbus oh, right, yeah. directing and mm-hmm. John Williams soundtrack. It's like the yeah. kind of Christmassy because the first few Harry Potters are very Christmassy vibes. And John Hughes wrote Harry Potter. He wrote Harry Potter um, and he's fantastic individual not a turf at all um but he was like what if i left my kid home alone on a vacation like literally just the same exact premise of the film and then i'm sure macaulay he said of course this is it this is my namesake which is of john hughes movies this is like of course a you know a beautiful john hughes movies but i feel like he's more known i think people forget home alone is in a zeitgeist because like I think of John yeah. Hughes like Pretty in Pink and the Sixteen Candles, films. right? Yeah. I think of more like teenager angst versus like this one's just a sweet and joyful film. Yeah, I love you. Didn't even mention Breakfast Club, which was I couldn't think of the name. So thank you to my upbringing. <laughs> I know. I was like, I know, mess with the bull, get the horns. I know Anthony Michael Hall, who he's might be my one of my recast alerts. Uh oh, uh oh, I prepared. Did you have any other thoughts on Kevin? Um, I think Kevin, there's, it's, he's definitely like precocious. He's a movie character to me. And like, he's a good actor because I think somebody who's more like kid, like, and I was like, this is the picture of every like seven year old is that neighbor kid who's like asking the (laughs) airport shuttle drivers, Oh, what kind of gas mileage does this get? Does it go to the highway? Do you guys go close? And I was like, this is a kid to me. This is an annoying kid. (laughs) 
where Kevin's like a written character that's like written to be the cutest, nicest, most clever kid, which I appreciate. But I was more kind of amused by this kid who's like, so I'm going to Florida, but I don't want to go to Florida. (laughs) My family. I bet that they just actually got whatever kid lives next to this house. I honestly think. And we're like, just talk about what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. So I appreciate that he's like a written character because it's like, I feel like now they're trying to cast kids as like just honestly so emotional. And he's just like a petulant little written character kid, which is perfect for the role. But he's not a sob story. He's not like crying and doing some big emotion. He's just being clever and cute, which I think is a really good way to write him. And his style is iconic. Those cable net sweaters. Mm -hmm. We were like, we'd all want to buy this corduroy pants, his little hooded sweatshirt that had the hood zipped up and there's flannel on the inside, gorgeous cable net hoodies. And, (laughs) and I really loved his style. I was like, this kid is Barry chic. Love it. Love it. And that's his mom being a seamstress. (laughs) But that's it on Kevin. Otherwise he's a kid. Ryan, any Kevin thoughts you wanted to share that we hadn't already? Oh, there's not a whole lot to to say that hasn't already been said. Yeah, he's he's great. He's like, it's, it's, I was saying, I was like looking, I was trying to think, I was like, did I ever like want to be like Kevin as a kid? And I don't think I mm. ever like really did. So it's like, he's a cool character, but it's just like, you never wanted to be like, I feel like it was more like, oh, I'd be friends with this kid instead of being like, oh, I want to be like him. Like. In Richie Rich, you're like, oh, I want to be this kid. Like, his life is so yeah. glamorous and, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's he's so good. He's so cute. Uh, he's also so funny. He's got some good jokes. Like, at the beginning where he's, like, jumping up and down, he's like, when I grow up and I get married, I'm living alone. <laughs> like, <it was> just, <laughs> like, not a joke I don't think I picked up on, like, as a kid. But, like, I, I rewatched that the other day. I was like, that's a really good joke. <laughs> um, yeah, he. His timing's really good. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, Macaulay Culkin's just a great, like, actor, especially for, like, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, I have cousins whose kids are, like, around that age now, and I'm like, they can't, fuck, they, no chance they could even come, like, do 1% of what he's doing now as, like, a nine-year-old. Uh, so, yeah, that's, those are my thoughts on, uh, on good old Kev Dog. I think we're getting scammed by a kindergarten. You want to, since since you just did a quick on Kevin, do you want to kick us off on the Sticky Bandits? I love it's it. the Wet Bandits. Oh, sorry. Wet and bandits. the first one, I I thought Sticky Bandits too, because it's I. Okay, do y'all think that the second one? I feel like people reference the second one a lot more because Sticky Bandits they're wet in the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that a lot of a lot of uh, combining both films occurs. Yeah. Yeah. There's conflict. <sighs> Um, yeah, I'll talk about them together and then individually, uh, together they are lunatics. They do like, <laughs> they're, they're psychos. <laughs> like Joe Pesci is infiltrating houses at the beginning and they're, yeah, like I think Christine mentioned this up top, like they're going to a house where they know there's like a six year old and they're like at the end, like after, after they've been beaten up still, but he's like, I'm going to bite off all of your fingers. Um, but you know, I love, I love both of them. I love their dynamic. You know, it's like, it's kind of like a Statler and Waldorf thing to, to some extent. It's just like, these are just two old curmudgeon guys. Uh, and I love how much they argue. Uh, I love how goofy Marv is. Daniel Stern is so good there. Yeah. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are just top notch. I also love that, um, 
Joe Pesci, like when he's when he's doing all those like sounds that like sound like vague where he's like, what? What? I guess uh, they told him to do that because he wouldn't stop swearing on set. Because, you know, this is like he had just made like Goodfellas, I think, the same year. And like, I think this is around the same time as Casino and all this other stuff. So and then like they had to remind him like this is a kids film like this is gonna be rated <laughs> like you cannot <laughs> so I guess he would just like fall down the stairs and be like God fucking damn it shit ass fucking prick motherfucker <laughs> to like get dude he swears in that we're like he said motherfucker in one of those oh, like what a, yeah, I'm sure yeah they probably just like they probably just had him do it and then like reversed it so like he's actually swearing oh yeah <laughs> they just like I don't know uh, but yeah the, the, they're they're such fun villains you know like they you, you really you really uh, they're easy to root against but also they're fun to have mm. around I, which I think is like kind of an interesting balance absolutely I, I mean yeah I, I love them they're so fun just the way they react to all the traps and getting hurt like, they both have such elastic faces. They both, like, really sell it. Especially, we'll talk more about it next episode, but, like, in two, the traps go from, like, ouch, that would hurt. Someone would stop to, like, that would kill a man, and, like, they just, like, are so funny. Um, I love the little pinky in the brain dynamic they kind of have going, where they're both, like, kind of dumb small-time criminals, but, like, Harry's definitely the smarter one, and Marv's, like, He's like, we're going to steal presents. And he's like, no, no, Marv. <laughs> he's like playing with the remote control car. And he's constantly making so much noise, too. Sorry to butt in. I just love. No, no, no. I love when he Marv does that. Always make like he's the least discreet person on the planet. You know, you wanted a great cat burglars in the world, Marv. You think you could keep it down a little in there, huh? I. I- I literally love how he uses a crowbar just to like break valuables into a bag. <laughs> it's like, Christine, anything you want to add? About I think, him? yeah, because I was like, it's it's like not smart cop, dumb cop, because Harry's not smart. Like, I mean, he's. It's like they're smart top cop, dumb cop of. Small town criminals, so it's like they mm. think that they're they're really putting it past them or Harry does like. The fact that he comes in with the Chicago, which no one cares, seems to care that there was a cop in their home. And it's the <laughs> 90s. People still loved cops back then. And they're just all like, whatever. Like, I don't care that there's a police officer in my home. Parents ignore him, which is like very smart, I guess, for a criminal to do. But mm-hmm. also is like, isn't this stupid? Because then couldn't people ID you? But it's like, there's not like cameras or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 90s. He, you can just walk into a house. But Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate Marv. It's almost like it kind of reminds me of the characters of Ed, Ed, and Eddie without like the third where it's like, there's one who thinks they're very smart. And then it's like the third is just like not there. So it's because I can't say for sure. It's like an archetype that's well known, but like mm-hmm. the best, best equation or the best equivalent would be smart cop, dumb cop or good yeah. cop, bad cop. I guess that's good cop, bad cop. It's not a smart fun, cop, bad a fun cop. side thing. You actually talk about cops this week. Uh, I was on a meeting at work and I heard a knock on my door and I thought Allie had locked herself out or something. Sure. Classic so, Allie. Classic Allie. So I open the door and I'm like, Nugget will run to her. It'll be fine. I open the door and there's a cop standing there. <gasps> What'd you do? <laughs> well, Nugget was like about to like, he's like, rah, rah, 
weren't attacking. So I just kind of grabbed Nugget by the collar and like kind of spin him. We have hardwood floors, spin mm-hmm. him into the kitchen. And yeah. I slammed the door in the cop's face. Oh. And then I went and sat down at my meeting because I, I just started a new job. And I was like, sorry, guys, there's a cop at my door. And they were like, don't you need to go answer it? Um, and so very fun, small story. But I literally was like, yeah, I can't imagine a cop. Like just being there. But yeah. <laughs> well, why was a cop at your door just before we move on? <laughs> oh, yeah, correct. I haven't told you. So literally someone, I guess, who used to live here. He was like, are you Nicole O'Hara? Or he was like, do you know where Nicole O'Hara is? And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, no. <laughs> and he just goes, great. What's your name? Wrote it down and goes, thanks. Have a great day. And I was what like, sorry nice for cop. slamming the door in your face. <laughs> no, never apologize to the police. But if ever I'm in that position, I'm so sorry to law enforcement. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the last one we really need to hit on real quick is just quick thoughts on Kevin's mom. There are 15 people in this house and you're the only one who has to make trouble. Catherine O'Hara is a national treasure, even though she's from Canada. I love her. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. And God, she's just she was 36. I looked it up how, of how old she was. She was 36. They have five kids, which is insane. Um, she looks beautiful for having five kids and very well put together. She's so good. It's like, she's not, this movie is a good movie where it's like, everybody's kind of an archetype, but they make it their own. And she's just like a nice mom who cares about her kids and just wants to get back. She's not playing for comedy. She's not playing for anything else. She is a mom trying to get back to her kids. I would have liked a little bit more like, you know, sadness but it's like we don't need that like if you put more sadness in it it becomes like a sob story it's like this needs to be just a movie that gets back she's a great foil to john candy as the polka king of the midwest who was an outrageous character but i love Catherine o'hara she can do no wrong she was perfect yeah ryan yeah i i can't agree more i'm i'm so happy she finally got her comeuppance with uh schitt's creek and everything because yeah, yeah Catherine o'hara in this and every christopher guest movie is always so so oh. good yeah she's not as funny of a character in this movie as a lot of her other ones uh but yeah she's she's great you know like she she plays the emotions of this character really well i also love that this character was written where it's like she will not like she refuses to leave the airport even though there's nothing to be done in that moment she's like no i'm staying here like i have to get back to my kid that does feel like a very like real reaction you know i mean the dad's thing of like no like let's go back that way they can get a hold of us and all that stuff like you know he's not exactly being like a chump either but i just love that like she's like no like me being here is still something i can do at least if there's no options here so i I do like the way that character was written uh yeah she's just she's so good in this yeah i i the yeah i've been seeing like posts recently about how it's like I want to feel old. She's 36. I turned 36 in a few months. That's strange to me. But like Buzz is like in high school at this point. Right. And he's not even the oldest. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it Meg? No. Is, she might be a cousin or something. I, I outside of Buzz, I have a hard yeah. time kind of keeping track of like whose kid is who. And uh, God, I feel yeah. bad for whoever's kids are Uncle Frank's. <laughs> I think oh my God. Might be. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, yeah. So Catherine O'Hara, obviously incredible. Uh, love the way that this character was written in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, that's that's my thought. What do you think? What do you think? Cody? Yeah, I mean, she's great. It's actually funny, too. Uh, the only thing I really have to add, because I agree emphatically with you both. So glad that she's getting the recognition recognition she deserves. <laughs> but um, she actually had a hand in how the mother was portrayed. I can't remember if it's this one or the second movie, but she was like, I think that like the mom would do this. And like, I think she would try more and they really love that idea 
Cause it really, I think was supposed to just focus on like Kevin being back and probably occasionally go to the family, but the mom's whole subplot, is she helped kind of create it, which makes a lot of sense and helps the movie have that emotional core while still being extremely funny. This is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. Mammoth. And I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. If it costs me everything I own, if I have to sell my soul to the devil himself, I am going to get home to my son. Christine, I've got <clears throat> three minutes on my okay, phone. Okay, I don't need I it. Yeah. <laughs> I need 10 seconds. I'm going to give you to the count of 10. Okay, well, you're going to get <laughs> three minutes, and then when you say done, I will stop this timer. Okay, great. One, two, three. Okay, so the movie of Home Alone is a family leaves their kid home alone at Christmas time. And I'm done. <laughs> no, no, I can go into the, I mean, I can get into the whole plot. All right. So <laughs> we open on a beautiful house valued at $2.5 million as of the Redfin that I checked last night in a suburb of Illinois, Chicago, Illinois where the cop is wearing a Chicago flag, even though we're likely in Winnetka or somewhere. Okay, sorry. So there's hubbub going around. There's travel upcoming. And we realize they're going somewhere. But the kid, the youngest, he is a little bit precocious. He's like, I am upset with all this travel. I am being left behind. I'm being ignored, emotionally neglected. Other things that someone speak about in therapy as an adult. There's pizza. And there's no more cheese pizza. So we're clearly very upset. I get it, kid. I didn't like sauce, nor do I like sauce. I see it. No, nor I do I like sauce keep it on. <laughs> as an adult. I like a very specific sauce. So I like a cheese pizza. Um, there's no cheese pizza left. He's pissed. He causes a big kerfuffle. Milk on passports, which is a beautiful 90s tribute to how much milk Americans were drinking in that era. He's delivered upstairs by his mother. He's upset. He says, I don't ever want to see you ever again. She said, boy, you'd be awfully sad if you woke up and your parents weren't in. No, you didn't have a family anymore. And she says, I kind of like that. And then he wakes up and they're not there after a, a very fun little montage of we overslept. And then he's home alone. So apropos, that's the name of the film. And there's these robbers who are like, this is the big silver tuna. So we better rob it. But then he realizes they're trying to rob it after they follow him in a car and they're still going to rob it, even though they know he's home. He does a lot of like weird mechanical engineering in order to make a bunch of Rube Goldberg (laughs) machines to hurt these people. And there's a next door neighbor who is quite possibly a South Bend uh, serial killer from Indiana, dissolves people in salt, which is not correct. Buzz is an idiot. (laughs) And uh, then he gives advice to this 80-year-old man in a church for some reason. He just goes to a church. And then he uh, successfully hurts these men, the South Bend serial killer, helps him to get out of it. And then he cleans up and his parents come home and they all have a big laugh. And um, unfortunately, nobody learns their lesson. And spoiler alert, they do it again the next year. Done. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Great. With 10 seconds left. You said you needed 10 seconds. You I mean, mean, left. And that is perfect. The real plot of the movie is he gets left home alone. Like if you yeah. want. Well, that's more like that's the treatment. Like, I don't know. The I feel like line. this movie got sold on kid gets left home alone. If you get the right people to do it, 
you're you're set and here you have like barriers because it's not like there's not like a hero moment it's just a series of events it's not like a typical like there's i mean the inciting incident i guess like he gets home left like it's not a hero's journey it's just like you need one thing to happen and here's all your barriers and he gets out of it it's not like you're breaking this down and using a lot of industry lingo more than most i guess which i love that you're doing it for the film home alone (laughs) yeah and i you know i don't know if people know this but i have a degree in playwriting and i have a a final draft software license on my computer (laughs) which i don't use it's perfect yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, let's go to that was perfect. Thank you so much. I don't think okay. there's anything you left out. Yep. Um, and so let's go to our recap ratings. Okay, great. You bomb me with one more can cake, and I'll snap up your cojones and boil the motor oil. Ryan, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll give this uh five out of five uh light. Light strings, oopsies, it's an, an or an anvil, an iron to my faces. Uh yeah. I, I I'm I'm not saying this is a perfect movie, but I think for what it is, it's about as perfect as it can get. Like it's a movie that like you can never tire of watching every year. It is a holiday movie, so it's got that going for it. And yeah, the cast is is great. Like I think for the most part it holds up. It's fun, it's funny, like as an adult. And it was, yeah, it's just always like a joy to watch every year. So I think in that sense, yeah, I'll give it five out of five. Perfect. I'm also going to give it five out of five. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go next. (laughs) Uh, I'm also going to give it a five out of five. Please go ahead. I know that I've gone higher than five, but I will say this is like my first actual perfect score. I think I've given a movie Um, and I'm going to give it five out of five. Nails stuck in tar going into uh, Daniel Stern's foot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. I, I will never not want to watch this in two. Um, both so good. Um, but yeah, Christine, your your rating. You know, I was also going to do five out of five upturned nails and roofing shingles. But um, I say I'll give it five out of fives extra nativity scene cloths <laughs> that you can hide under. <laughs> Which love that there was just an extra because yeah. we were like, wait, all of them are plastic. And then there's just one one piece of cloth. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> that he happens to find. Um, yeah, I think it's I definitely think perfect film. It's just one of those. It's one of those movies that's just this is the picture of a movie you want to see at Christmas. It's I do think you could probably watch it year round, but sure. it's just such a cozy, warming movie that um I liken this analogy to like my dog is dog. He's just, he's not like a one breed. He's just the picture of dog. I think this, this movie is the picture of a Christmas movie that you want to watch. It's just so well made. I, as Ryan dared us all and specifically Buzzfeed to come up with a Christmas movie with no <laughs> plot holes. I dare you and Buzzfeed to find a better Christmas movie that I dare you to find somebody who doesn't like this movie. And I think yeah. that person's a Grinch. That's true. I, you're probably right. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we don't really need to go into too many of the franchise stuff. Definitely helped launch a franchise. Um, if it continues to be great throughout is what we will discover throughout. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find so. out. Um, but yeah, do you guys have your little recasts ready? Would you please tell them that instead of Christmas this year, I just want my family back. So we are not recasting Kevin McAllister because I'm not, I'm not, well, A, you can't. And B, I don't know many nine-year-old actors. That's <laughs> good. Yeah. 
Um, so we are going to be recasting Marv, Harry, Kevin's mom, and who we would love as the pizza delivery guy. This is tough. I do have a good one for Marv and Harry. Okay, let's start and with Marv then. You want to give us your Marv? So I can't recast them individually. I have to recast okay, them as yeah, a pair. Okay, yeah, that's a good thing. Let's do them as a pair. That's um, a good call. So I'm recasting them not as actors, but characters from a television show as Frank Reynolds and Charlie from It's Always Sunny. It has to be that pair. <laughs> Did you write that too? That's my exact casting, Charlie Day and Danny DeVito. Because <laughs> wait, what's his name in the show? It's Charlie Charlie Kelly. What is it? Charlie, Charlie Kelly. Kelly. So it's Charlie Kelly Frank. and and Frank Reynolds. It's got to be the characters, not the actors. And I think they would do a great job. Of course, like I think that Danny DeVito is going to be the Harry, and Charlie Kelly would be the Marv. But like, I just it would just be wonderful. It would be hilarious, and I think. In a modern recasting, for sure. I couldn't think of anybody era appropriate, but I think those are my two. Nice. Ryan, as you know, I casted I casted the actors, not the characters, uh, but same thing. So those are my two. Ryan, who do you got? Okay, I, uh, <clears throat> I'll start with my Harry, because I didn't cast uh, either of those two. And spoiler alert, I may have <laughs> oh, wow. Marv. Uh, but for Harry, I said uh, <laughs> Kyvan Novak, who plays uh, Nandor the Relentless on... Oh, oh yeah, he so would be good. great. Yeah, just you know, he's he's not like obviously Joe Pesci is known for like primarily like gangster movies and like you know kind of heavy mm-hmm. drama action films and stuff. But you know, in this he's he's got some comedy chops and uh, yeah, Kevin Novak I think is just hilarious. Like physically, uh, like he's a good physical comedian and everything. So I think he'd fit in here. And then Marv, yeah, there's only one person I can think of that's going to match the energy <laughs> of Daniel Stern in this. It's not Danny DeVito. It is Charlie <laughs> Day. Uh, you know, just, yeah, I mean, just kind of like that wiry, like erratic energy yeah. and like the vo- mm-hmm. his voice, I think, like specifically would be very pleasing. This like, ah! <laughs> you know, like just his reactions <laughs> and everything. So, yeah, that's what I got to say there. You're sick. You know that? You're really sick. Awesome. Uh, who wants to kick us off with Kevin's mom? This one I was really struggling with because I really can't. Because I was like, here's my approach. I want it to be the same movie, but and in the 90s, because I think if you remade it today, like you can't have stars. You can't have anybody who's like, because it would take away. I was thinking maybe like a young, it's like looking at sitcom moms, but I think maybe a young Julianne Moore. Mm. She could do it because you just need somebody to kind of fade away and she's really good and she could. She could do it well, but not overtake anything. But I really don't know. Otherwise, I struggled with this one. Nice. I mean, I think a young Julianne Moore is fun. That's a that's a good one. Because she would have been age appropriate too. Oh, that's good. Uh, I okay. So I did think we were doing Kevin. So I tried to find some somewhat age appropriate (laughs) people for this. Uh, I didn't. I didn't find a nine year old. If if you want me to tell you who I cast for Kevin at some point, I will. Uh, However, I will tell you who I cast for the mom, uh, which was Emma Stone. Uh, similar oh, yeah. to Catherine O'Hara, you know, does a lot of comedy, obviously, but has has a lot of acting chops, and I think would just really good fit into uh, the dynamics and everything here, and would uh, would do a great job as uh, as Pete. She's my number two. I almost put her instead. I chose, and she might be a little old for the role. Not not a negative thing, but I chose Helen Kristen Wiig. Oh, Kristen Wiig. <laughs> I thought that she just could play. Like, I haven't seen her play a mom, but like she's played emotional movies. She's very funny. Oh, she's got she that would same be great. Type of, 
elastic face. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. All right. Yeah, Ryan, before we move on to the little Nero's pizza delivery guy, who did you come up with for Kevin? I know. I want to know now. The actress that plays uh, Erica in Stranger Things, Caleb's little sister, or not oh, Caleb, yeah. uh, the actor's name is Caleb. Um, oh, yeah. my God, why can I not think of his character's name now? I I couldn't tell you. Um, anyways, I think she's like, she's definitely in her like late teens, but I didn't want to start Googling like actors under 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's wise. So that's, that's yeah. who I put. Um, nice. Lucas's little sister, Erica. Lucas, yes. Bria Ferguson. Yeah, she would be hilarious. Yeah, she's just so funny in that. And like, you know, she's obviously like pretty precocious in that and everything, too. I know we always recast the Stranger Kids things as like anytime you have to come up with anybody under the age of 30, pretty much. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not in touch I mean. with like child actors and stuff these days. So. And I think that's fair. I also have an alt now, Michelle Williams, because I have IMDb up. I think she would be a good mom, oh, too, because yeah. she would be kind of. She's so good, and I think she can do funny. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, pizza delivery guy. Who's who's the fun little cameo that you guys thought up? You guys go first because I am again struggling. These were tough because I just don't. I don't want to recast it. I like them. <laughs> I mean, that's very fair. I I went Connor O'Malley of a <laughs> frequent recast of mine. I just think the physicality of him, like that, he would steal those like two minutes. He's on screen. You know what I mean? Like. Also <laughs> from Chicago, so why not? That's true. Yeah. I'll go so you can uh, keep uh, brooding on this, Christine. Uh, I I'm said Tyler here. James Thank Williams. You. He is uh, he's from Abbott Elementary. And oh, yeah. if you watch that show, his reactions are very, very hysterical. Like, he's kind of like a turn to the camera guy and make a face in that. Uh, it's a mockumentary. He's so funny in that. He's also from uh, Everybody Hates Chris. But I, yeah. I just think, yeah, like just watching him deliver the pizza when like the firecrackers are going off and everything would just be <laughs> hilarious. Uh, so yeah, that's what I put. That's a great cast. Christine, I think, you got anybody? Yeah, I was again, I was kind of going of the time because I was like, I didn't want anybody modern. And I was like, he's such a small role. He doesn't really do anything. And again, I'm like, I don't want anybody to steal away. I feel like all the secondary characters, aside from John Candy, it's like they purposefully kind of fade mm-hmm. away. Um, I'd say initially I was like, oh, Anthony Michael Hall of the time. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like a River Phoenix because it was like, oh, this is a huge, huge um, cameo for River Phoenix. But it, like when they cast him, it wouldn't be because it would be, you know, it wasn't like it was. I think the production budget was eighteen point five million and the domestic box office was two eighty five. So it wasn't made for a ton of money. So it would be small. But modern, I think it'd be fun if like. Gosh, like somebody from like Riverdale or some something was wasn't it like maybe or like Jacob Bellorty. He's very hot right now. Like some, my friends were like Timothy Chalamet. And I was like, he would no. He's just too hammy. You need somebody to kind of fade away. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I think Anthony Michael Hall or like uh, what was it? Step by Step, which was uh, Michael J. Fox or not Step by Step. Whatever um, Michael J. Fox. Matters. Family Matters. He no. He would be good. I don't remember, but it was the Keaton family that are, yeah. are in that show. But Michael J. Fox would be good. Um, a young Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Cheapskate. Great. Well, you know, Ryan, am I missing anything? Or is that is that Home Alone? That That's Home Alone 1. One of five, one. six? How many are there? One of six movies, Dude. Ryan. Ooh. That's wild. Ryan thought there were four. <laughs> I thought there were just, I just thought there were two. 
Well, no, there's, there's so like many. the actual cast and everything, it is just two. Yeah. And it kind of right. goes on from there into whatever. Uh, I don't know if I've actually seen the last three, so I'm kind of excited for this journey. When was the last one made? What year? Like last year, like Home Sweet Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Ellie Kipper, it like it, it's more about the two robbers than it is about the kid. Yeah. It's oh, yes. I haven't seen it, but. Yeah. I forgot there was like a kid who was in Jojo Rabbit and they're like, yep. he's the new Kevin McAllister. Yeah. And people were so stoked. And I was like, don't try and recreate gold. Yeah. It's nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Well, Christine, thank you so much for hey. being on the pod. Is there, if people wanted to track you down to be able to hunt you, is there somewhere they'd be able to find you? <laughs> um, yeah. On an island for the world's most dangerous game. Um, no, you can find me on the internet. I don't tweet much anymore. I'm kind of, you know, I'm a lurker now, but you can find me on pretty much, tw- I think, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm all the same handle. It's at I hate Christine too. Um, <laughs> so I guess I never realized that's what you're if Sometimes when people say their handles, I forget how funny some of them are because I've yeah. followed you for a while. So I forgot what it is. Mm-hmm. But that's so funny. Yeah, I I kind of sunk them all up so it was going to be easier for everybody to come and find my um, <laughs> my tweets, which contain I read them back to my husband every now and again, and, and I'll read them and I say I didn't get any likes, which is crazy. But also, there's four typos in this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Ryan feels about his tweets too, though. We for his you have good party, tweets, Ryan. I also read. Thank yeah. you. I also read them to Spencer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pillow talk, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then lament about how no one's liking them. But uh, yeah, is that frustrating? We're all so funny, and we don't get enough (laughs) love. So at I hate Christine too. C H R I S T I N. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Uh, listeners. We're so excited to talk Home Alone two with you next time. Thanks for listening, and we're excited for a super fun season two. Bye, everyone. Bye. I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass.